This Onside Rewind is brought to you by Sports Grill. And right now, the locations on Bird Road and Miami Lakes are offering some great employment opportunities. All kinds of positions are now available from kitchen to hosting. Call for more information, 305-485-8845. That's 305-485-8845. Sports Grill is the home for the legendary special grilled wings since 1987. Sports Grill, good food, good drink, and good friends. It's time to climb inside the squared circle. I have wine and dine with kings and queens, and I've slept in alleys and dined on pork and beans. The squared circle digest, that is. Here is your host, Sean Stanley. It's Saturday. You know what that means. Squared circle digest. Beautiful drive, pink stadium. It is buzzing here. We got a national game for Inter-Miami CF tomorrow as they will host Atlanta United. But right now, it's time to talk a little wrestling. Sean Stanley here. You want to be a part of the show? Call us at 888-441-4623 or give us a text, 844-416-8123. Joined as always by the great producer, Abel. How are we doing this morning, sir? Caught me off guard. I there. did. I, I, I was watching you. I was watching you. I waited for you to break away, and then I was like, ah, I got him. I got, got him. Got me off guard there. I'm doing it's, awesome. It's so to- good to be on this side to do it to somebody else every once in a while. I tell you that. Uh, don't, don't take it out on me, man. I didn't do it to you. It wasn't me. Caught me off guard. No, I'm like, oh, definitely not. I want to thank everybody who's tuning in now. If you're watching us on YouTube, be a part of the chat. Podbean as well. Or you can hit us up, as I said, on the text line, 844-416-8123. Or if you want to hear my lovely voice and you want to talk to me, Give me a call at 888-441-4623. And a lot of a lot happened this week. Uh, AEW Dynamite, their ratings. Again, since NXT left, which started April 14th, the first Dynamite pulled 1.2 million. Then it started dropping slowly. On the 21st, the week of the 21st, there were 1.1 million. April 28th dropped under a million, 889. And this week, congratulations to AEW Dynamite. Wednesday night's number one overall program on cable. The first time, and they brought in 1.1 million total viewers, which is up 18%. So far, 19.1 million viewers. I got to think TNT's happy with those ratings. And and this this episode... Brought in the viewers for a few reasons. This was the big blood and guts match they had. Uh, Cody was taken on QT. One of the things I did not know, which I found interesting, they recorded the first hour of this show in advance because they knew they were going to need time to set up the two rings and the cage. But when they did the tapings, they had already built the two rings and recorded it with the two rings there so that you wouldn't be able to see the difference. Did that, and then they actually what they they did too was they came out and they told the live audience, we're going to show you the matches that were taped on the big screen and we want you to react because your audio, the live reactions, we're going to play underneath the matches. Kudos to the live audience, and kudos AEW. They made it work. 
And again, this is something that's happened during this pandemic period that I don't know if it would have been thought about normally. Because when you're doing a live show, you just roll with the punches. And again, I think if the pre-pandemic, I don't think the blood and guts match makes it on TNT TV. This is a match that's a pay-per-view match. And we're going to get into a little bit of it. I want to start with some of the other things that happened on the episode before. We saw Cody and QT finally square off after Cody, uh, sorry, after QT turned on Cody starting the factory. Batting with the Nightmare family. I enjoyed the way they portrayed QT Marshall in this match. He took all of Cody's moves. He was kicking out. He was hitting Cody with his moves. He was showing he belonged, right? This has been the buildup the whole time. QT trying to show and get that respect of being his own performer, not Cody's friend. I thought this match delivered on that. The question I have is, why the clean pin? Why not extend this? If you're going to have Anthony Agogo come in and, and hit him with the body shot, why wait till after the match? Why not keep QT a little bit stronger and Agogo interfere before the pinfall? I think with a clean pinfall, you, you hurt QT a little bit, a little bit. Again, because he got his shine in the match. Not take that away. But with the pin, the leader of the Nightmare family has now already beat the leader of the factory. We'll have to see where this goes. Unless Anthony Agogo is going to be the one that's going to be pushed to end up being the leader of the factory. We'll have to see how it plays out. And again, AEW's done pushing all the right buttons, and we'll get into that in the second segment. But so far, they've been pushing all the right buttons. They've been making all of this work. But that is one thing that I had a question about. Why would you have Cody pin QT clean? And then have a go-go come out and do the whole thing, and then he laid the flag over Cody why not just have him come out and then they beat up on him and then maybe you can add to the feud obviously they're going to go in the route Cody Rhodes and then go go right now and again I think that's good we'll have to see what he's got uh Darby Allen I mean the bump that he had to take going down the stairs just had me thinking why Why the overzealousness of, of taking that bump? It brought nothing to it. You got thrown down a flight of stairs. And then come to find out, I thought watching that, it was going to lead into maybe Paige. Even Paige against Darby Allen. No, Miro is going to fight Darby Allen. And Darby Allen's already injured so I gotta believe this is a way to either take Darby Allen off of TV for a little bit because he's gonna probably wrestle we know how he is risk his injury fight Miro 
Miro will take care of the shoulder and end up probably become, I got to think he's going to become the TNT champion. The pushes he, that he's on, the Darby Allen injury. Maybe Darby Allen can't go. They take the belt off of him. It's Miro versus somebody else for the TNT title this coming Wednesday. Again, a couple different ways they can go. I just thought that bump wasn't needed <laughs> at that part. And I also, I thought because of that bump, it took away from another bump that happened later on in the night. And we'll dive into that because there's a lot of, of riff going on about that because of camera angles and everything else. But for Darby Allen, look, it was a two-on-one beatdown. Just beat him and leave him laying. To have Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky do that and then the reward benefit Miro? Unless somehow those three intertwine at some point, I, I don't know why those two things happened. And again, it's going to be interesting to see where they go with the whole Miro thing. Because again, now he's out on his own and he's become a monster. We've seen that. And now he'll have a chance to become the TNT champion. And I want to get into uh, blood and guts now, the match that happened. Chris Jericho and the inner circle versus MJF and the pinnacle. With this match, I thought it was very, very well played, laid out, right? Everybody came in when they got their time, almost like the Royal Rumble. You come in, you get your shine, then everything kind of calms down. Thought they got Wardlow over great. Hager came in like a monster. Santana Ortiz. Sammy Guevara wanted to start. MJF came in. Everybody was bleeding, right? Not everybody bleeding, but MJF was bleeding. Uh, Dax, I believe, was bleeding. Uh, Jericho. I think Jericho was the only one bleeding on the on the other end. But again, the violence was there, right? It was what you wanted out of a blood and guts match. I didn't know how far TNT would kind of let them push the envelope. Very happy they let them go the way they did. But here's two things on this match. The blood and guts match, they put you in the thing, and everybody's talking on the buildup was that, you know, I remember Dax saying, you know, when you leave, kiss your kids goodbye and tell them, you know, you're not coming home. Then, pro wrestling, take it for what it is, right? Take it for what it is. But then you get into the match, you're stabbing people with forks, you're hitting people with bats. You climb up to the top of the cage... And then he threatens to throw Chris Jericho off. And without even thinking about it, Sammy Guevara says, we surrender. I did not like the finish. 
I think all the action in the during the match, fantastic. Not a big proponent of the finish, though. It's a blood and guts match. It's MJF. You know how underhanded he is. He's been with this group, the inner circle. You know how he works. And then it's, we surrender, and that's it. And to me, I thought it made inner circle look a little weak. Because you knew at the end, somehow, MJF was going to end up hitting Jericho, and, and he falls off the off the top of the cage, right? Camera angle catches bad things there. I don't know. You know, again, it's pro wrestling. I don't know at what point you don't know how some of these inner workings work. But uh, spoiler alert, they're not going to have him crash through a, a wooden stage to the floor. Okay? In the movies, they really don't fall off the building and land on the concrete and get up and walk away. That's not how it works. You see the finished product. You don't have time on live TV to make that finished product. So make it as safe as you can. Cam Rangel, could it have been better? Yes. But I'm not sure what you expected from that bump there. But not a big fan of, of that finish. I just thought you make the inner circle look very weak to a group that is just starting to pick up steam. I like the finish. I, I remember back when the days of uh, uh, war games, that's what it was. Flying Ryan, right? He passed out, right? He passes out, and then that's how the match ends. I, I would have rather had something like that happen than to just have it be like, hey, we surrender. Okay, you win. That, to me, very bad planning. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, catch Fight Night with Alex Dono, the show dedicated to combat sports. From UFC to boxing to bare-knuckle brawling, Alex Dono provides sports combat sports fans the insight interviews they crave. Tune in every Thursday night from 7 to 9 for Fight Night with Alex Dono. Search and subscribe to the podcast by searching Fight Night on the home for combat sports on SideRadio.com. Find the podcast for the Squared Circle Digest on all podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. This On Side Rewind is brought to you by BYB Extreme Bare Knuckle Fighting Series. Saturday, May 15th at the Fair Expo Center at Tamiami Park. See Bare Knuckle Brawlers fight live in the Trigon. Buy your tickets at BYBTickets.com for BYB5. Saturday, May 15th, BYB is proudly sponsored by BMCHAM.com. BMCHAM.com, your choice for gold and silver. Digest to call the show 888-441-4623. That's 888-441-4623. Here's your host, Sean Stanley. Back in high atop Dry Pink Stadium, beautiful Fort Lauderdale Stadium. A little overcast today, but that's all right. I'm talking wrestling, so the sun's always shining when you talk some wrestling. Talked a little bit about the AEW Dynamite, the Blood and Guts match. Uh, gave my thoughts. If you missed that, you can check it out on the podcast. It'll be up there here in a little bit. I'm running Able Crazy today, so I'll take the uh, the hit on that because I've I've changed everything on him. I want to get into uh, Eric Bischoff, some statements he made about the AEW presentation. And I thought it was funny because when I first clicked on the story, 
I didn't hear it right from the thing. And, of course, you know, you get the clickbait things. Oh, here, AEW, uh, here Eric Bischoff, how he doesn't like something with AEW. And then when I finally, you know, of course, clickbait, I clicked on it. I looked at it when I was doing my research, and I read what he wrote, and I was like, He's not saying he dislikes it. He's just, he's he's basically saying what I believe AEW is doing and what they understand. They are appealing to the loudest part of the wrestling community. Right? The ones that like the indie style wrestling. The grungier looking buildings, the lighting down low, right? When I think about it too, is go back to one show that, and I'm not even sure now that I think about it, if this was made after Bischoff left or during Bischoff's time. WCW Thunder. It was on a Thursday night. It was a show that they made for Thursdays. It had that darker feeling, the smaller uh, arenas. Not really Saturday night-ish, because Saturday night was made in the studio with you know a few fans, and, and the lighting was there just to highlight. Thunder gave off that more independent feel. Right? It was a little bit a little bit grungier. The lighting was a little bit off. The camera angles were a little bit like, oh, what are they doing? That to me was made because of another show that did this, which was ECW. And Paul Heyman. Or Paulie, if you want to, however you want to look at it. Paulie, I remember this saying, and everybody always asked him, why were the lights so low? Why, why are the camera angles a certain way? And he said, because I didn't have the money to sit there and, and brighten a whole audience or anything like that. So what I did was I took all the lighting, put it onto the ring, and I accentuated the positive that was there, right? His whole saying was, hide the negatives, accentuate the positives. His positive was the talent in the ring. The positive for ECW wasn't the big stage in the back, right? The garbage can, the barbed wire, a couple kendo sticks hanging there, the ECW emblem. It wasn't on the production element. They had some good production, but it was more based on the talent and what that talent was doing, which is why everybody fell in love with ECW. And when you look at that product, you look at Thunder, and now you look at what AEW is doing. Now, I get it. They're at Daly's Place. Yes, the lighting is, is it's not grungier, but it's also not that production overload that WWE uses, right? Which which to me sets WWE apart also. But AEW is not going to be able to compete with WWE on a production level. That, that's not going to happen. WWE has their own production company. So they've said, okay, that's not even something I, I believe, and this is all my my beliefs. I have nobody knowing anything. They've said, look, we're not going to be able to go to head-to-head production-wise with WWE. 
but we can do our production differently. Right? Their vignettes are are different, right? They show more of the backstage activities, right? They follow the wrestlers through. They're giving you different view of what WWE doesn't do. And I've said it before. They they almost looked at it and said, okay, if WWE's doing this, let's go this way. If they're going left, we're gonna go right. And and it has worked for them. And going back to what Eric Bischoff said. He said, if AEW knowingly and intentionally is writing and producing their show to appeal to that 10% of the audience that makes 90% of the noise and it's working for them, go forth and prosper, folks. Keep doing what you're doing if that's your goal and if it's working. If you're growing your audience by doing that, by doing what you're doing, continue to grow your audience. He continued, I personally feel that the show does cater to the smallest but loudest percentage of the audience and does have a little bit too much of an indie feel to it. It's not a criticism. It's a distinction. There's nothing wrong with indie wrestling. There's a lot of it that I really, really enjoy. And again, AEW... Or, or is doing things differently. And then also in, in another interview, or maybe it was the same one, but in a, in a different article that I saw, he was asked if he was upset because TNT is allowing AEW to get blood on TV, which was something they kind of censored 20 years ago when he was trying to do it. And he said, no, it was a different era. That was a different era in TNT. Different people are running it now. No, he's not upset about it. But again, the clickbait, it it makes it look... And again, Eric Bischoff has done stuff with AEW. Eric Bischoff has done stuff with WWE. He's worked behind the scenes at WWE. He understands that monster. He did WCW. And remember, with WCW, when they first started... What made everybody kind of turn their head away from WWE? They did things differently. Right? They turned Hulk Hogan. They made him a heel. Something unthought of at that point. They got everybody to to look over to their product. And then what they do? They kept adding to it. Right? Scott Hall coming through the audience. Nothing new in pro wrestling, but to watch a guy that you had just seen on a competitor show now coming through your audience? Different. And as he said, it's, it makes it distinct a distinction, right? AEW is understanding. And Tony Khan is one of the guys that he says he listens to the fans, and he really does. I, I, I go back to what I was talking about earlier. They recorded the first hour. They put that on the, on the tickets. When you went to the website, it said the first hour of the show is pre-recorded. But some fans were still upset. So what did Tony Khan and AEW do? They went out there and said, look, if you want your money back because you felt you bought the tickets under the wrong guys, we'll refund your money. Five people wanted their money back. Five people ended up getting their money back. They gave it back to them. 
Tony Khan and AEW are listening to the fans. Can they do everything that the fans want to do? No. Are they going to go away? And But you can tell they put their ear down. They have a pulse of what's being said. And also, they are creating their... I don't call them characters. Their talent differently than what the WWE production is. Right? Because WWE teaches you to wrestle to the cameras, right? AEW's getting there. But there's still times where you'll see a un, you know a, a camera angle where it's kind of like, why are they on that? And then they go back out to the to the wide camera. Then they get a position and then they're back in. But I think that's the distinction of, of what's going on. I don't, I don't necessarily say it's, oh, it's a mess up. And some people will say it's a mess up because they're used to the WWE product. But lately, I remember what Lance Storm said. He had to turn it off of the, I believe, the championship match at WrestleMania because of the way they were doing the cuts. They're cutting every five, six seconds, just boom, 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 boom. People can't handle that. And sometimes I think the wrestling companies try to overproduce. AEW right now is really letting that talent deliver and drive, right? The character development. It's not just Cody Rhodes. It's not just the Young Bucks. It's not just Adam Page. It's not just Kenny Omega. Not just John Moxley. When you watch their show, I mean, when you watch Elevation, Dark, you're you're seeing the younger talent, and you're now you're starting to see some of the older talent as well on those shows, because they only have two hours of TV time. But they are developing all of their characters. And you're starting to see, I believe, what they wanted this whole time. Think about this. All Elite Wrestling, right? How many of the Elite were in the main events the last month? On AEW. Dynamite. Think about it. It's not the same wrestlers doing the same things, is it? I think the AEW might have a recipe. Weekdays at Onside Radio, our hosts sit down at the roundtable to tackle the most important local or national sports headlines. The roundtable is podcasted daily. Search Onside Radio on all platforms. Subscribe, rate, and review to listen to all kinds of station segments. OnsideRadio.com. It is your home for South Florida sports. Find the podcast for the Squared Circle Digest on all podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. This Onside Rewind is brought to you by Bandalux.com. Create the atmosphere and ambiance you desire. We invite you to discover it at Bandalux.com. Follow them on Instagram at Bandalux underscore official. For a personal experience, a sheet above window fashions in Davie and Sunrise is an official Bandalux partner. Welcome back to the Squared Circle Digest. To text the show, 844-416-8123. That's 844-416-8123. Here's your host, Sean Stanley. 
in high top drive pink stadium almost messed up i caught myself you can also call the show 888-441-4623 hop in the youtube chat or in the podbean as well the podbean live and i want to get into a little bit i uh, really aew heavy here today but i want to dive into a little bit of wwe and what's going on there um <laughs> I, I'm telling you now, I, I've falling, fallen out a little bit. I, I've been DVRing a lot of uh, of the WWE, I, uh, the Raw, uh, SmackDown. I'm kind of catching live NXT as well. Um, NXT to me is talent production wise, I guess, because talent wise, I think they're all unbelievable. But when you look at what NXT's putting week in and week out, to me, they're, 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 they're heads above. And we're going to get into a little bit of the women's booking in a minute because I saw something on Twitter yesterday and it kind of caught my eye and was like, hey, yeah, I guess everybody's noticing it, right? You're kind of, everybody's seeing it. Uh, last night, going a little bit, Roman Reigns, the Usos, they brought back uh, Jimmy Uso. Um. Cesaro, Seth Rollins, they started the show. Cesaro finally gets his first shot at a WWE Heavyweight Championship. The Usos, it's going to be interesting. You saw at the end of the show, they came out, and it uh, looks like the family kind of, you know, the, the Usos went and helped out Roman Reigns after the fact, I guess, because uh, Cesaro's already beaten him down. Going to be interesting to see where they go from there. Because, again, right now, to me, Roman Reigns is, is SmackDown. SmackDown goes as Roman Reigns goes. I'm not taking a slight at anybody else. But he is the reason right now you tune in to SmackDown. Who else on the show right now are you tuning in to watch? I'll wait. But... Tripping the Cats is coming up soon, so I can't wait too long. There's nobody else. When you go to Raw, again, to me, it goes to Lashley, McIntyre, Strowman right now. They're in the, the triple threat match. Why? No idea. Sometimes I feel like they wake up in the morning and then they figure out, okay, uh, let's see how we can just make this as painful for everybody. Bobby Lashley has been the champion going on almost uh, two, three months. He's fought McIntyre every time. He's been feuding with McIntyre the whole time. Instead of that being over after his victory at WrestleMania, no, let's run it back and oh, let's throw a little Strowman in there. Give somebody else a chance. I'm happy on SmackDown they finally gave Cesaro a chance. Finally been building it forever. He's finally getting a chance now. It's about time. Can we shake that up a little bit over on Raw, too? Charlotte Flair comes back. Now she's right back into the picture. Why did you hold her out of WrestleMania? Why didn't you do this at WrestleMania? No, we can't do it at WrestleMania. Why? Because, oh, we'll do it at the pay-per-view right after. Let's give the fans what they want, right? I just... 
To me, it's lazy writing, lazy booking. But they do have a lot of TV to write. But also, when you start looking at some of the things, Vince has his way, and, and that's what's going to end up being out on TV. The writers can sit there, creative can sit there, do whatever they want to do, suggest whatever. The final product falls on Vince McMahon. And until that changes, nothing will change. Because Vince has his ideas. Vince has his ways. And Vince owns WWE. So he's going to put on TV what he wants to watch, and you're going to have to enjoy it. The ratings for Raw have gone down slowly. SmackDown staying right about two million, but it start it dropped a little bit. NXT, what what also the Fiend and Alexa Bliss that whole thing at WrestleMania, I'm, I don't know what's going on there. I'm just, I was looking forward to that, and now I just want it to end. I really do. Just bring back Alexa Bliss. So I want to look at booking the women. Okay, uh, Sean Slate on uh, Twitter. I took this from him because this is in the last week, okay? WWE women's booking comparison. On Raw, you had Naomi and Lana versus Shayna and Nia. On NXT, Indy and Candice Lorette versus Shotzi Blackheart, Ember Moon. They main evented, by the way. On NXT, your main event, a hardcore match, by the way. Ladders, everything else used. Go to SmackDown last night. Tamina versus Reginald. There's your booking differences. That's on the women. That's just on the women's side. Look at the vast difference. Tamina versus Reginald? Who wanted to watch that? At this point, I want Shayna and Nia to drop the belts. Let Shayna go on a singles run. Let Nia do whatever they want to let Nia do. Just get the belts off them. I'm over this. You keep teasing them about dropping the belts and everything else, and then you put them in a match. If I have to watch another heavyweight champion be in a tag team title match, that's why now I just DVR it. I'll DVR it. I'll look at the results. If there's something that piques my interest, I'll fast forward through it and I'll find it. Right now, the WWE role, to me, other than Bobby Lashley, is unwatchable. And I feel bad because Bobby Lashley has the belt during this time. And they're not using them right. They haven't wrestled the same guys. Let him show you what he can do. Man, he's talented. Well, and I'm not taking anything away from Drew McIntyre or Strowman, but at the same time, I said it earlier with the AEW. The character development, you're watching all these guys on Elevation, on Dark. You're watching the character development on AEW Dynamite. It's not the same guys every week. Do they have the storylines that they stay with? 
yes, but they do not sit there and do the same stuff over and over and over. Isn't that the definition of insanity? And that's what's wrong with Vince McMahon. Uh, Jay on YouTube, uh, which episode you looking forward to on season three of Dark Side of the Ring? Ooh, there's quite a few, actually. The Brian Pillman, definitely. Got to watch a little bit of that one, the free one that they put out on YouTube. Uh, that really piqued my interest. Very interested to see which way they go with the Ultimate Warrior. Heard there's some things going to be done there that, uh, that hey, you might not have known about, so that would be interesting to see because I've heard a lot of stories about Jim Helwig, the person. And then when he changed his name, of course, to the Ultimate Warrior, that that's kind of piqued my interest there. And then death matches, of course. I always, I'm always interested in that because, uh, again, I, I've done hardcore matches in my independent career, but never anything like a, the death matches. I wasn't getting hit with fluorescent lights, was not doing any of that. Worst thing I got was a crab pot to the head, which I thought was, uh, I guess I could tell this story here. We do a thing called a Christmas tree match where fans can bring weapons and wrap them up and, and you unwrap them and you can use them. So we had popcorn tins. And I don't know if you remember the popcorn, just come in these big tins and you, you they make great noise. Yeah, they make great noise. So I'm sitting there and um, working with the guy. He grabs it. I'm thinking this is the tin. He throws it as hard as he can. It hits my head. And the side of my face grows a knot up. We unwrap it, and it was a literally iron cast lobster pot that they boil lobsters in. Um, the blood that uh, <laughs> transpired on my forehead. I was in a mask, by the way. And in this mask, it had no eyes. It was basically wearing a full face mask over my thing. And, I, you know, and if you start bleeding, eh, you're going to probably uh, start choking because there's no air ventilating enough because the blood would cover the mask so needless to say uh, after that match i didn't do a cut down a little bit on the hardcore i spent about three hours in the hospital by the time they finally took care of me i had no concussion symptoms so that my friend uh ended that but i'm like i would like to see the dark side of the ring on that and of course dude dark side of the ring to me fantastic and i know i'm getting wrapped up right now so i will say start your morning every day at 8 a.m with toes and sports Toast covers all the local sports stories while providing some great Miami Hurricanes insight. Download, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Toasted Sports 8 to 10 only at onsideradio.com. Find the podcast for the Squared Circle Digest on all podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. event was this, that you were a willing participant where people could bring their own weapons and attack you with yeah, that. We, like, we had an event. What the hell? Every December was called Hardcore Holiday. Merry Christmas? Go give yes. someone a concussion? Well, usually what you do is you unwrap it. You unwrap <laughs> it, and, and you see what it is, and if you can use it, you use it. This oh one, we had known because they told us this is the wrapping paper for the one. They told you it was something different? Well, no. Well, what happened was the wrapping paper came out. I thought it was that. Okay. It yeah, and I know what you're talking about those tins with like the caramel and the Because Apparently, everybody went to Dollar Tree to get the wrapping paper. Okay. So even the fans <laughs> that brought in, we just happened to get it and I thought it was the tin because we knew it was there. Yeah. And it was the only one supposedly wrapped in that paper. <laughs> Throw it. I took it and then I was, I oh never wanted to do it again. Is that the, the hardest you've ever been hit in your life? Yeah. Yeah. Probably that. And then uh, the only other thing was uh, 
going through uh, the thumbtacks the first time I ever did that. That was. Well, I don't. Going through the thumbtacks, well, you have to tell so me what, what happened. They spread all the thumbtacks in the ring, and I was on a ladder, and they took me and they power bombed me what? onto the thumbtacks. And the thumbtacks didn't hurt until they started pulling, pulling them, them out? out of my back. Yeah, that was when it. I hope there's a picture of you with like candy-colored thumbtacks all sticking <laughs> no, out of your no. back. And then the alcohol to clean everything off oh to make God. sure that was those were the when I was the pincushion. Dude, from, that was from wrestling time. to radio, like you really have no regard for your self-interest None at all. At all. <laughs> None at all. But uh. We got to spend more time talking no, about no, this another day. No, no, we do. Day. We this do, is, definitely. This is too good. Is there a video of this anywhere? There are some videos. I don't know if the Hardcore Holiday one is still on video because that was with the Federation that's now defunct. I've got to, you've got to have at least video of yourself as a wrestler, though. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I got, okay. I got videos of, of wrestling, and then I've got some pictures of when I, I was all bloody. I want to see this next week. We're going to talk about this next yeah. week. I did the American Taliban and everything else, and that music means one thing. We are just moments away from Chirping the Cats Radio with David Dwork. I'll see you right here next Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Thanks, Abel.